welcome to Everything She Said podcast. I am so excited tonight, y'all. We have a doctor in the house, Dr. Latia Hickerson, also known as Dr. Tia by her patients. She is a women's healthcare nurse practitioner who specializes in holistic approaches to women's health issues. Dr. Tia is passionate about community health and maternal and child health issues and became interested in women's health and maternal and child health issues, teen pregnancy and parenthood and rapid teenage pregnancy after witnessing the associated socioeconomic burdens and health disparities amongst her family members and those in her community. She earned her bachelor's of science in health education and behavior with a focus in community health and education from the University of Florida and her bachelor's of science in nursing from Columbia University. Additionally, Dr. Tia completed a dual master's degree program at the University of Texas Health Center at Houston, earning her master's in nursing and public health. Dr. Tia's public health focus is in community and maternal and child health. She earned her PhD in nursing research in 2017, also from the University of Texas Houston. I could go on and on, um, but outside of her work, Dr. Tia is married to her husband, Lauren, who she partners with to homeschool their two sons, Landon and Liam. Landon, who's six, and Liam, who's two. Dr. Tia loves spending time with her family, cooking, gardening, and praise, dancing. Everything she said, podcast family, please welcome Dr. Tia Hickerson. Hey. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I am honored, Dr. Tia. First and foremost, I just have to say this. When I watched your presentation you did for our team, first, I just have to give honor where honor is due. I want to shout out our mentor who we shared together, yes. mentor Tiffany Bugner. That's how we met. Shout out to Esther Prep University. Um, Dr. Tia, when you presented to our team the presentation you did about women's health, I was blown away. I learned some, I didn't even know so many things that you had in your presentation. I had no idea vitamins I'd never heard of, um, just your knowledge, your wealth of information that you have about women's bodies, our health, um, ways that we can naturally heal ourselves. I just had to, I had to get you on the show. And I just really want women to hear what you have to say. Um, men, if you have mothers, daughters, sisters, you wanna hear this too, because I, I just feel like it's such a blessing. So I'm honored that you're here. Thank you for taking time out to share your wisdom, your years of experience, your knowledge with us. And we're here to hear everything you have to say. So welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you? you? I'm doing well. Well, first, can I just say it's my honor. Thank you so much for having me. And um, yeah, I'm the one who's honored. So I'm really excited to chat with you. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, you know, I'm doing I'm, well. Thank you. Yes. Uh, well, I'm, that's. You look beautiful, by the way. You Thank look you awesome. so many you. You look, you came to serve today. I am <laughs> I am not mad at you. <laughs> I I'm gonna get dressed for the good doctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into it. Oh the, goodness. Yeah, let's do it. Get into it. Um, just women's health today. I just hear it's like certain buzzwords I keep hearing with women that I know with issues that are happening in our body. I don't know if it's like a 
something that just started occurring. You know, it's something that I didn't start, words I didn't start hearing until I got in my 30s. But, you know, women today are facing issues such as, you know, hormonal imbalance, fibroids, endometriosis, which is something that I was diagnosed with, um, you know, just thyroid issues. Can you help us to understand what are the root causes of these type of issues? Like where, where is this, how is this happening? Where is this coming from? Yeah. And it's, it's such, um, it's such an interesting phenomenon to kind of see, right? The, the numbers um, and the disparities that address, that impact women. Um, and it's a complex answer to say, you know, where does the root, where are the roots coming from? And especially when we look at things from a conventional or traditional allopathic me um, medicine kind of view. Um, and that's just, if you're not seeing a holistic provider there, we don't typically have the why, right? There's something that's causing the hormonal imbalance and they're gonna give you a medication um, or surgery or whatever the case is to address it. Um, but in what I've studied in holistic medicine and kind of looking at functional medicine, we do start to ask why, why is this happening? What's going on with the body that's causing that to happen? So I would say from a conventional standpoint, many of these disorders are gonna be affiliated and associated with hormone imbalance, like you said. Um, but when you look at it from a holistic standpoint and start to kind of dig down into the root causes of things, we're seeing the, the role that environment plays as being really key. We're seeing the role that like our individual lifestyles play um, and that being a, a major component to that as well. Wow, okay, so take, when you said environment, yeah. What what about our environment can infect our bodies as women? What is it? I don't know. Allergies like what what in the environment is impacting our health? Yeah, that's an excellent question. And so a lot of times when we think about environment, it's like, oh, like if there's chemicals or if there's pollution outside and that and that matters. Um, but I like to think of it beyond that. And so we are beings that are in an environment, right, at all times. And so everything that we come into contact has the ability to impact our health. And we have a, our genetic makeup that might make us more susceptible to a particular thing, but our genes don't actually control the health that we're gonna have. Our genes respond to the environment in which they're put in. So your environment can be your physical um, environment, like what's in your house? Does your house have mold? Um, do you live in a city? Do you live in the country? What types of things are you exposed to? Um, it also has to do with what you're putting on your body. Uh, and this one is a big one. <laughs> this is a big one for us as women, like the makeup that we put on, the products we put in our hair, um, wow. the, the sanitary napkins that we use, anything that's coming into contact with your skin, think of your skin as almost being like a big mouth. And so anything that you're putting on your skin, if you couldn't eat it and be okay with eating it, um, then you probably shouldn't be using it because it has the potential to actually be absorbed into our bodies and cause issues that way. Wow. Um, our food, yeah, <laughs> we could just stop there. That, that part. <laughs> That part. Oh, oh my goodness. That so whatever we put on our bodies, clothes, makeup, cream. I know mm -hmm. as females, we use lots of creams, moisturized creams, yeah. um, 
all types of toners that could be impacting us or affecting our 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 physical bodies yeah. in a negative way. Um, something you shared with us at the presentation you did for the team caused me to get rid of. Well, I used my last set of tech pumps and I ordered organic cotton. I hope I got the right ones. Is that better than just the regular type yeah. of tech? Okay. You did you did great. And there are a lot of other alternatives like using menstrual cups and discs and like reusable um menstrual underwear. But yes, the organic cotton um doesn't have a lot of the, the pest doesn't have any pesticides on it. And those pesticides and these mm -hmm. other chemicals and the products that we use chemically can mimic different hormones in our bodies and kind of put us in these states of having imbalanced um, or excess hormones. So yeah, you did good. Yes, thank I'm you. I'm excited. I, made <laughs> I was I was touched. I'm like, I gotta start doing something different to to get myself together. So that was my start. I started and I, yeah, I and listen, starting somewhere matters. And it's just, you know, when you know, then you can start making those small incremental steps um, to be able to impact overall. Wow. So what are some other things we can do? So as far as um, watching what we put on our physical bodies, paying attention to our environment, what's in our home, um, I guess what types of chemicals are cleaning, I don't know, just whatever, trying to use more organic products seems to be something that will help us. Um, what are some other things that we can do? Say, for instance, like someone's like me, who was diagnosed with endometriosis. Um, there just wasn't a lot of information out there. When I found out about it, the doctor was like, there's no cure. Um, you know, I started to research. I researched probably for a year and finally found, you know, a diet that could help me with um, inflammation, you know, anti-inflammatory diet. But what are some things, you know, for women who deal with hormonal imbalance and deal with, have fibroids, um, have been diagnosed with things like endometriosis or a low thyroid, what can we do ourselves naturally to just begin to heal our bodies? Yeah. And thank you so much for sharing your story and your journey. I appreciate that vulnerability um, with, with me. So first, you definitely still want to make sure that you're under the care of your provider, whoever, whomever that may be. And definitely um, don't replace the holistic approaches with you know, um, the medical advice and consult things with your doctor first. Um, but in thinking about like specifically endometriosis and fibroids, um, a lot of these conditions are related to, uh, like we talked about this imbalance uh, in hormones or an imbalance between the two main hormones that we have uh, in our body that we have lots of hormones. And let me go back for a second because you throw around a lot of words and I want to make sure that we're on the same page about what they mean. And hormones are chemical messengers that are sent from a gland and they go through our blood and they tell the body to do different things at the cellular level. And so there are a lot of things that, that can kind of impact that, right? You have to, those messengers have to be able to get to the cell, the target cell and unlock and get into the cell to do what it's supposed to do. You have to be making enough of them. There are lots of factors that kind of go into that. But um, in general, we want to try to avoid things that mimic those horm hormones or would cause us to have an influx of those hormones. And so we talked about in the products, um, 
if you had to pick a few things to avoid, like avoiding things like BPA, which is in plastic, keeping in mind that a lot of things say BPA free now, and now the industry has just shifted to making some other chemical that's equally harmful. Um, but BPA was actually originally created as um, to be a birth control, an estrogen containing birth control. So it has very strong estrogen <laughs> impacts, right? Um, so avoiding um, phthalates, um, fragrance, like when you look at the ingredient list, look for uh, phthalates, fragrance, parabens. Wow. These are all chemicals that you want to try to avoid. Um, and there's a really good app that's called Think Dirty. And what you can do is you can actually scan different products in your house and it'll give you a score for how um, how healthy that product is. And it'll give you alternative options to use if it's not, uh, if it doesn't score well. Um, so outside of that, uh, being mindful of the water that we drink is a really a easy thing you can do and it's really key. Um, I don't know about you, but I was like, a, a fan of tap water. I'm just like, mm, I, I say my grace is fine. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but there are actually concerns about the groundwater and about the chemicals that can actually seep into our tap water. Um, a lot of those pesticides and herbicides that are sprayed on crops can get into groundwater. And our um, tap water is actually, they have fluoride added to it, which is a public health move to try to protect our teeth, but fluoride actually competes with iodine and it can cause thyroid issues. So <laughs> I know, and this is not too scary. I know, it's not too <laughs> just get a good Brita filter, some kind of filter to filter your water out um, mm -hmm. and, and try to avoid plastic water because we believe that the plastic, or, you know, the plastic bottle, the plastic can seep into the water. <laughs> I feel like I'm just giving all these, do this, don't do that, do this, do that, no. <laughs> but we need this information because we are clearly affected by it. Um, it's so funny because I was thinking, okay, so then I can buy water, but then the bottle water is in plastic, but I can get a filter, which. Yeah, just get a water filter. And it doesn't mean that you can't get plastic bottles. Like I still get plastic bottles. You know, we get hurricanes in Texas and I, I want to be prepared, but I, you know, be mindful, right? Don't store the um, the water in a hot garage or in your car where it's going to heat up and it will increase the likelihood of seeping. There, there, there are small changes that we can make that can be very impactful. Um, oh, go ahead. No, this is good. I'm taking notes as you talk. So I'm listening. <laughs> I saw you grabbed your, your pencil. Like, listen, do what you have to do. <laughs> it's okay. Yes, okay. The fragrance, that that got me because I never even looked to see what's in a fragrance. I only smell it to see if I like it. And if it doesn't break me out, I'm, I'm using it, whether it's lotion or yeah. perfume, body spray. So all of that could have... Mm -hmm. And it's and it's so deceiving because like when you look at the label and it will tell you different things and it'll say fragrance or on a food label it'll say natural flavors and that's really just an umbrella term um, that allows the the industry to be able to put hundreds of chemicals together that they don't have to disclose um, to you. It's just 
all under that fragrance. And that's kind of scary when you when you think about that. And like that's that one word can represent any hundreds of other yeah of other chemicals, and you don't even know exactly what it is. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> I have a question about that because I know with food things have to be approved by the Food and Drug Administration, right? Mm-hmm. But with the fragrance, is that with the chemical inside of fragrance, is there anyone checking those chemicals? I guess it it does have to go through some type of approval, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a really good question. And I can't remember the name of the organization that's responsible for appro- approving chemicals, but it's actually easier to get the chemicals into circulation than it is to get them recalled because they have to show a certain amount of data that's proving harm or causation that that chemical is causing issue. And so, yeah, there there are a bunch of chemicals that are in circulation now that um, people are trying to have removed. It's a really difficult process. And there were even, there was this documentary, and of course I can't remember the name. I can't remember the name right now, but they were specifically targeting um, like children's pajamas and flame retardant. And there was a there was something that was causing kids to break out and have issue, but because it fell under that fragrance uh, component, they couldn't get it removed because they could not prove that that particular chemical was causing issue. It becomes really convoluted for sure. And it's a different regulatory process than what we have in the FDA. Wow. Thank you. This is really helpful. I've, uh, Wow, because I'm I'm just thinking, just be mindful of what I eat and drink. Mm-hmm. But it's more than that. It's it anything is. that I come into contact with, basically. It is. And and then this is it points back to why it's so important to be healthy, because we, you know, from the time we wake up until the time we go to bed, we come into contact with so many different things. And just because you come into contact with something doesn't mean that it's going to stick around forever. This is where it's important to be healthy, making sure that all of your systems are working the way they're supposed to so that your body can do what it's supposed to do when it comes into contact with with toxins and chemicals. And that's package it up and excrete it out of the body. And so the and to your point about other things that you can do, particularly if you're struggling with thyroid and um, uterine-related concerns, reproductive-related concerns, um, is to make sure that you have a healthy um, bowel pattern, right? And this one is always really interesting because a lot of my patients will say, oh, well, I, I go, um, it's, it's regular, it's regular for me, right? Um, and I'm like, well, what exactly does that mean? Like, if you're not going at least daily, if you're not having a bowel movement at least daily, then that's an area that you can start working on because our urine and our poop are sources for us to be able to get chemicals and toxins and things that the body no longer needs out of the body. And so if you're not going regularly, you're actually just reabsorbing all of those components back into your circulation. Um, and so that's another you know, key thing that you could focus on in terms of improving your health. And um, that points back to just having a lot of water, eating a lot of fruit and vegetables, um, making sure that your magnesium levels are optimal. Mm. Most of us are deficient in magnesium. It has over 300 functions in the body. Um, and it's just a common, it's just commonly overlooked. And um, so that's one to make sure 
that you are optimal on. Wow, thank you so much. And so definitely we want to eat healthy. Um, and sometimes I feel like I just can't get all the vitamins I need in my food. What are some supplements that we can add um, to our diet to make sure we're getting magnesium or something we might be deficient in that people are usually deficient in? Like what what kind of vitamins should we be taking? Yeah. Um, and so I always start by saying that while supplements are great, they are intended to supplement our diet, right? And so that should not be the, the main goal. Um, that's not to say that we shouldn't use supplements, but um, I don't want people to think that they should be a replacement. Sometimes I'll have patients who are like, oh, I don't want to do all of this. Like, just tell me what, what to take. And it doesn't quite work like that. Um, it's always going to be best to try to get it from your diet. And um, But magnesium is usually going to be a good one that you can always supplement with. And there are different types of magnesium. It just really depends on what your body needs. So if you're struggling with constipation or not going um, regularly, um, magnesium citrate might be a good option because that formula um, actually will cause fluid and water to come into the bowel um, and then cause you to go a little bit more regularly. Um, some people may feel anxious or have a hard time sleeping. Uh, and so they might need a, a magnesium glycinate or um, a malate form of magnesium. So it just kind of depends on what that outcome is. A product that I really like is called Magnesium Calm. And it's a powdered form of magnesium that you can just put in your water like 30 minutes or so before you go to bed. Um, and that one is just really good for kind of calming and also helping with bowel movements. Another really good supplement uh, that I recommend that everyone take is either a prenatal vitamin, even if you're not trying to um, get pregnant or aren't currently pregnant, or just a good multivitamin. Mm -hmm. And making sure um, that it's a whole food prenatal or multivitamin, because these are going to have the active forms of the particular vitamins and minerals in them. The issue with some of the synthetic forms is that um, you have to be able to convert the synthetic into the active form in your body, and everyone just is not able to do that. And so when you take a whole food supplement, it will just kind of give you what you need, and you don't have to worry about those conversions happening. Okay, that's um, good to know. So when we are looking for a supplement, we just look for the word whole food on the... Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, they usually will say whole food supplement. Um, that's probably the easiest way to do that. There are a bunch of supplement brands out there. So the easiest way to just look for a whole food um, supplement. Awesome. Thank you. I'm so sorry. You were going to say something. No, I'm you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> um, I was going to say probably two other supplements that a lot of us need to consider adding into our daily regimen. Um, a, a really good fish oil. Um, a fish oil, um, or if you don't tolerate fish, an algae oil, so that you can get some omega-3s in there and get a good balance there. Omega-3s are really good for anti-inflammatory components um, at the cellular level in the body. And most of us have a lot of inflammation going on, so that's a good one to take daily. Vitamin D, um, in the vitamin D3 form, but usually when you take vitamin D, you need to... You need to pair it with vitamin K 
So putting those two together or finding a supplement that has them together. You can also get vitamin D just by going out in the sun um, between around 11 and 3 p.m. in the afternoon. And um, just long enough to kind of feel the warmth on your skin and then you usually know that you've gotten enough because it just depends on our skin tone, the amount of sun exposure we need to get adequate amounts for our bodies. And so that just tends to be for people of color and uh, a vitamin that we're more deficient in because we tend to have more melanin in our skin. Wow. And then the last one, uh, vitamin C. That's yeah. a good one to take. Yeah. <laughs> Now, this question is a personal question because I love emergency. Yeah. Is that the same as vitamin C, taking emergency? <laughs> yeah. So uh, um, I think emergency has vitamin C and also has zinc in it. Yeah. And I can't think of some of the other, the other things. And so those are really good immune boosters um, okay. if you're feeling sick. Yeah. And so you could also take just like a zinc lozenge on a lozenger to, and suck on that if you're feeling like you're coming down with something. Usually if I feel like I'm getting sick, I'll get my zinc, my vitamin C and vitamin D and just kind of up my doses and, and rest because there are other components, right? Like making sure that we're addressing. To go back to your root cause question, like when I look at the patients that I work with and if I had to summarize where like what those categories are i would probably say the food that we eat um toxins and stress are going to be the root cause of pretty much anything that can go array in the body and so making sure that you have a good plan to address those components is going to be really key too And if I could, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, keep talking. This is good. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking a whole lot. So you just jump in <laughs> and let me know. No, no, keep going. <laughs> what I was going to say about toxins and it, what I think is really fascinating when it comes to women's health related things is that the toxins, when, when, when you hear the word toxin, what do you think? What comes to mind immediately when you hear toxin? I think of chemicals, um, something that will make me sick. Um, that's what I think of. Right. And that's what most of us think of when we think of toxins. And while that's part of that, um, the other component for toxins that I, I like to emphasize is, you know, toxic people, toxic relationships, um, toxic <laughs> thoughts, right? Our emotions, all of these things play into that. Like literally what we think at any time is signaling a hormonal response in our body. Um, and it can be signaling it in a positive or a negative way. So really being mindful and kind of taking a step back to look at to look at our lives and see, you know, what are those other sources of toxic toxicity that we need to focus on getting out. Um, taking the time to heal from trauma, right, is key. That's that crap food, toxins, stress, right? Stress is not always um, how you feel in a particular moment, but um, the stressful dynamic of a traumatic experience. Right. And it becomes really interesting because there are a lot of thoughts that our reproductive organs kind of hold on to that trauma. Wow. And we have to release it. Um, another way of thinking about this, and this is- Wait, 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 wait. Okay. I can't <laughs> Okay. I've never heard that before. 
Did you just say that our reproductive organs hold trauma? Yeah, that's that's one of the thoughts as to why women can get fibroids or cysts or endometriosis or all these different things. It's it's a a dynamic of you holding on to trauma in your life or not fulfilling potential. Like think about what the womb is supposed to do. The womb births, right? The well, the womb is responsible for helping and creating life and giving birth to new things. And so if you're living a life in which you're not um, fulfilling your God-given purpose, um, then the body responds. So this is the thought that the body can respond by creating fibroids um, or causing period mal um, abnormalities, right? Um, the thyroid, like, you know, it's really close to the voice box. And so the thought there is if you have been, if you have trauma where you've been silenced, or you feel like you can't express your voice, then it can um, cause you, I don't wanna say manifest because I think that that can be taken in a different way, but it can cause you to have thyroid related concerns, right? And so really taking the time to deal with trauma is gonna be key. And what's fascinating about all of this, right? I, I get kind of nerdy when I think about it, is when we think about yeah, like, and we're not talking about like the trauma, we have to deal with our trauma, not just for ourselves, but for our future generations as well. Because that that traumatic experience actually has the ability to imprint on our genetic uh, code, and then we can pass it on to our children. And so it's like really interesting to kind of see that spiritual generational dynamic in that sense. Dr. T, you can't just drop bombs. I'm and sorry. Talking like, because uh, like you, nothing happened. This is, <laughs> wait, so let, let me go back to you said yeah. when we experience trauma, it can affect our genetic code. Is that what you said? Mm -hmm. To it where can. we can pass pass that trauma down to our children genetically. Right. And it will cause, it can cause or contribute to increased risk of them having health issues based on something that we experienced. Yeah. It's, it's, it's mind boggling. It's mind boggling. I, um, there's this picture that I have of my grandma and, um, she was pregnant with my mom at the time. And I like to look at this picture because I'm like, wow, like this, what was going on in my grandmom's life at that very moment, not only did it impact my mom, but it was impacting me at that time. And I wasn't even thought of. And because, and that's because as women, we're born with all the eggs that we'll ever have in our life. Mm -hmm. There's some research that's just kind of showing that with the right scenario and the right lifestyle factors, we can rejuvenate those eggs. But for the most part, we're born with all the eggs we'll ever have. Men can produce them, you know, as they go, but we have them already. So right. when a woman is pregnant, you know, with a female child, everything that she's going through in that moment is directly impacting her future generations wow. and thus impacting the generation after that. And so it just becomes... Yeah, it's just a really profound thing to kind of think about. And that's separate from the, the component of having um, our trauma being able to actually impact our genetic code and it cause mutations that we pass on. That's just another element of it. 
my god yeah <laughs> it's deep <laughs> it's deep it's, it's mind-boggling but you're confirming mm -hmm. i feel like everything we've learned spiritually yes but medically it's is true um wow you just dropped it's so heavy what you just dropped that i'm like that's why it's imperative that we get healed we have it to is. seek and be intentional about our healing um it's so interesting that you say this because in the last episode my ex-husband and i were we were saying this very same thing like one of the reasons why we both sought help through therapy counseling mentorship is because we didn't want to pass our issues down to our children so to hear you say that trauma can affect us genetically to where it's passed down, not even through behavior or right. through a conversation, but just genetically, I can pass trauma down to my children if I don't deal with that trauma and heal and go through a process of just, oh, that is... That's heavy. Um, yeah. But that that is just confirmation that we really have to be intentional about healing and dealing with trauma. Yeah, we do. We do. And too often it's just easy to kind of, um, you know, just, you know, suppress it and push it back and not deal with things. But it's, it's so necessary. It's so very necessary. Um, and yeah, and for me, it's just fascinating to see um, the seat, to see how you can use science to prove what we already know in the Bible, right? Um, That's what I'm amazed by. It's I'm beautiful. Like, wow, this is just proof. <laughs> it is true. Right. So when you were saying, because you dropped another bomb, like, I don't know, three, four paragraphs ago about toxins, because we were talking about, I always thought, like you were saying, toxins as chemicals. But you were saying toxins can be toxic relationships or toxic thoughts, and that affects us physically. That affects our medical health. Um, so that's something that you were saying we have to be mindful of. I just want to make sure I don't forget any of this because this is, yeah, you have to get your pen and paper. But this we can watch. I can watch <laughs> it over again. I'm just wow. Dr. Tia, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, I mean, we have to, we we need to know what we need to know so that we can make the changes that we need to make. And I mean, I feel like we could talk about it for hours and hours and hours because it's so fascinating to kind of see all the interconnectedness of it all. But yeah, those those toxic relationships, toxic thoughts, like they, they directly they cause a chemical response in the body um, that can impact our health. And when it comes to kind of looking at the stress response, like we know that stress can impact health, but um, many of us just kind of say, oh, but I'm not stressed. Like I'm, I'm fine. But the reality of it is, is that the world that we live in and the lifestyles that we deem as normal, as normal are stressful. And we just normalize stress, right? It's, in some cases, it's like a competition, like, my life is more stressful than yours, or I've got more going on, or you know, and our attempts to be our boss babes and and whatever else we're striving for. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay, like yeah, no, that's that's stress. That's stress. Our bodies 
are very resilient. Like the Lord knew what he was doing. Our bodies are very resilient. Um, and there are systems that are in place to, kind of, to keep things regulated. But we were never intended to be in environments or in living a life where we're just constantly stressed. Um, when we're in that, I like to call it the fight or flight, right? Because physiologically, your body is um, perceiving itself in, as being in danger. And that's why we have um, high blood pressure. That's why we get, can get diabetes, um, because you have prolonged cortisol responses that are impacting our health negatively. That's, it's completely opposite to what we want to experience, right? Like when you want optimal fertility and you wanna lose weight, um, you wanna have good health, like we have to really shift the way that we think of, um, what, shift what we think as being normal. Take the time to like actually slow down and be in this rest and relaxation um, rest and digest phase of the nervous system and not that fight or flight. So that's a, another key component of that, that, that I'm dropping stuff. Sorry. <laughs> another component of that, um, the crap food, the toxins, the stress that, um, we should keep in consideration. I want to go back to, you're saying so much that I just have to soak in. Um, I want to ask you, when you were talking about, you know, when we experience trauma, because we all at some point in life, whether it's a death in the family, divorce, any kind of traumatic situation we experience um, that will happen to us, can we, you know, so it doesn't affect our genetic code or, or we go through something traumatic, can we reverse that? Can we... When we start to heal, can we turn that around? You know, can we get our bodies back in a healthy state through healing once we've been through something traumatic? Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, there's different research that's out that kind of talks about like the timing of the, tra the trauma and how it impacts us. There's a concept that's called adverse childhood events. Um, and they basically just say, that that theory or that concept believes that what happens in your early childhood is more significant in terms of how it impacts your overall life. And so if you had more traumatic events as a child, then you're more likely to have um, poor health outcomes as an adult. Um, wow. Yeah, so I, I this is kind of where I get kind of tied um, or conflicted with regards to my faith, because I believe that anything can be reversed. You know, we believe that God is a healing God, right? Um, and that he wants, we know. Um, and so, yes, I, I truly believe that anything can be reversed um, when we take the time to actually deal with the root cause of what's going on, right? And I see, I see it all the time. Like I see, once you take the time to actually figure out what it is and you know, really get in prayer and figure out what those spiritual components are, then we can see those things turning around. Wow. Also keeping I, in mind, go ahead, I'm no, sorry. No, no, you please, you go, 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 I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, 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 you're fine, you're fine. I was just gonna say, keeping in mind that, you know, a lot of times we look at, like, let's say we've got a particular medical diagnosis and we look at where we are and we want it to go away. Um, but 
to get to that point of that diagnosis, it could have been years of, you know, just things building up or layers, onions and layers of um, components and factors that kind of led to that. So definitely being patient with the process and knowing that things don't happen overnight um, Mm. and allowing the body to heal because it was a, a pathway or a progression that got you there in the first place. That's an important thing to keep in mind. That's very important Um, because I felt like I've done that before where when I changed my diet, I was expecting in two weeks I need to be healed. But Mm -hmm. it took years and years of unhealthy eating habits, years of stress and me not dealing with it to get to the point where symptoms started to show where I had to go to the doctor and the doctor's like, oh, you have this. But that's really good to be patient with our bodies and um that, that makes me feel better. <laughs> so that's encouraging. Wow. Yes. I feel like I'm a case study for you because <laughs> when, you <were> talking, <laughs> when you were talking about the stress, you know, I just remember when I went through a traumatic experience and then I didn't realize I was stressed until I started having symptoms. I experienced like fatigue extreme weight loss, digestion problems, hair falling out, um, uh, just stomach pain. And I finally went to the doctor and found out it was thyroid, a low thyroid, endometriosis, mm-hmm. um, and a, a lot of vitamin deficiencies. I know I was deficient in vitamin D, um and a couple of other i think i walked out with like eight prescriptions for vitamins oh gosh <laughs> yeah um but thinking about what happened right before that was a traumatic experience and 3 years of depression before i got to that point where the symptoms started to overtake me to the point where i said i need to go see a doctor and so i wonder you know, was it that traumatic experience that caused all that? Or, you know, was it my unhealthy eating? I guess it was just all of that together and stress probably just. Yeah, tipped it off the edge, right? It's such, it's such a culminating type of experience when we see um, people getting to the point of having an actual diagnosis of something, right? And so for a medical diagnosis, you literally just have to have a bunch of symptoms that come together that coincide with a diagnosis. Um, but like I said, I, I really believe that people have what I call dis disease before you get to that point where you've had random symptoms and, you know, you can't quite put your finger on what that is or what's going on until it gets to the point where, you're diagnosable, right? And that's the body's way of just saying, hey, something's not right here. I don't have those vitamins that I need. And and when I talk about vitamins and minerals, like, you know, we, we hear like, I need to take my vitamins. Like, these are all substances that um, have functions in the body. Like, they make things work or they make different chemical processes work. So, and for example, in order for your liver to be able to detox the um, the Tylenol you may have taken the other day, right? Because that's a toxin. Um, you have to have B vitamins. You have to have magnesium. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have that, then the body can't get it out like it needs to, right? And with, when we have toxins that we can't get out, then the body stores them in our fat cells. 
Um, so that's just one example, right? Like making sure that you have all the things that you need for that. But then also when we kind of look at the progression of disease, and this is coming back to your question, like, was it the stress? Was it the traumatic event? It's, it can be a combination of things, of those deficiencies. If you have a poor diet, you're not getting nutrient-dense food in. You might have calorie-rich food, right? That calories, the food's giving you a lot of energy, but it's not a good form of energy. And it's not giving you those vitamins and minerals that you need for those functions to take place in the body the way they're supposed to. And then we can have a genetic predisposition for something to occur. Um, uh, and then, then we see that there is a traumatic event or something that happens that's a trigger. And we really see this, we call it the autoimmune triad when someone's diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, but the progression is, is similar where there's a traumatic event that occurs and then they will see the symptoms and a diagnose, diagnosis not long afterwards. With my patients, I'll do what I call a timeline. And so I'll literally ask them all these questions about their life and I'll put it on a timeline and just kind of put things in order. And you can definitely see that um, there were things kind of leading up to it, but that big traumatic triggering event really being what tipped them off the edge into having a lot of dysfunction. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's, it's really interesting. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wish I was in Texas because I would be at your office tomorrow, oh, Monday. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You know what? You know, we can, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> wow. Oh, I just love your approach. I love that you take the time to ask the patient their history because that's so important. Um, a lot of doctors don't do that. They just, yeah. So that's, that's, that's awesome. Um, it's wow. one of the things I really love about this, this functional medicine approach or just kind of holistic medicine in general is you know, first in conventional medicine, we're taught that you usually can get the answer from the history anyway, right? Like taking the time to talk to the patient um, will kind of let you know what it is. But in the conventional world, we're taught to learn how to diagnose things and then manage them, um, whatever you diagnose. And what I love about and what I started to see as I worked more in that conventional world is that my patients were not feeling heard. Um, they were having these really poor experiences where they weren't able to spend a lot of time with their providers. And that's, we just have a broken system, right? And that's a whole nother discussion in itself because I don't think that providers don't want to be able to talk to you, um, but the system is not structured in a way for us to be able to spend all this time and be able to um, keep the doors open for the business, um, mm -hmm. right? And so there are lots of uh, flaws with that. But yeah, I was finding that people needed to, they needed to be heard. They weren't, they were saying things and they felt like they were just being handed pills or handed a prescription or saying, oh, do this, but not supporting them and how to actually take the steps to do that. But that story, telling the story is part of that healing process. It allows time for you as the patient to really reflect um, and kind of see how you got there. And then I view myself as I'm the, I'm a guide on this process. Like you have to, you do the work. I kind of help you in what you do, but I guide you through this process. And I, I welcome people for allowing me into that space and that journey with them. 
but it's a partnership. It's not all on me. It's not on you. All on you. We work together to do that. Wow, I love that. Okay, I have one more question for you. I don't want to let you go. Yeah. I wish I could just <laughs> take Dr. Tia with me everywhere. <laughs> yeah, app. So, <laughs> um, I like that app. <laughs> I need the Dr. Tia app. Just as a Dr. Tia, I need it. So. One thing you mentioned, I'd never heard of this vitamin in the presentation that you did for our team. Um, and how was after our presentation, I was talking about you to people at work. I was like, <laughs> just oh, you're so sweet. it was so good. Just like tonight is, is amazing. Um, you mentioned a vitamin J and throughout all the decades I've been on this earth, I have never heard of vitamin J. I had to Google it. And I was asking people, I was like, have you heard of vitamin J? <laughs> vitamin J. So can you tell us about vitamin J? <laughs> yes, I will tell you about vitamin J. And I cannot take credit. One of my functional medicine mentors um, talks about how we're all deficient in vitamin J. And vitamin J is not a real vitamin that you can consume in a supplement form. But vitamin J stands for joy, how we're just deficient in having joy in our lives. And that is so important. And, um, and healing and just kind of being, taking the time to kind of be present in the moment and doing the things that truly bring us joy. Um, it's so key. It's so key in helping to shift us from that fight or flight um, nervous system mode into that rest and digest and to promote health. Um, yeah, vitamin joy. And so I always encourage um, my patients to think about the things that when they do them, it makes them feel like a kid. And you may, I don't know if you can hear my kids in the background, they're loud. Um, but think about the things that make you feel like a kid um, that, you know, you when you do those things, you forget about time, you forget about space, you forget about where you are, you lose yourself in that moment. Those are the things that wow. you should be filling your day with because wow. they bring you joy. They bring you joy. So, so what are those hobbies? Yeah. We should do something that brings us joy every day. Like we should never have a Monday through Friday work, work, work mentality. Cause I feel like I, I have like, I gotta get up, get the kids ready, work, cook dinner, clean up. But we have to have some form of joy. Yeah. Purposeful, fun. Okay. And even if it's just five minutes, shucks, it may even be just two minutes, wherever you can fit it in. But what you see, what you'll see is that you start to prioritize that time for yourself. It um, you will make space for it and you'll continue to prioritize that and you'll start feeling better and you'll want to do more things that bring you joy. And so that's always a really key component, I think. That is beautiful. And I just think you know, that's just a perfect way to close out this podcast tonight. I, you are always welcome to everything she said. <laughs> because I want to hear everything you say. Um, and I told you before we started recording, like you're our resident doctor on the show. So you're always welcome. This has been amazing. Um, before we go, if you can just share with our audience, how can we find you? How can we get in touch with you? Um, just share with us all of your contact information. 
Yes, thank you. And as I said, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. It's my honor. I feel like we just scratched the surface of like all the things that we could talk about. Try to be mindful of your time because I would we'll be here for four hours if it was up to me. <laughs> no, you're fine. You have you are I appreciate you. You have all the time you need. Um but uh yeah, I'm like looking at my notes, I'm like, man, I don't even we talked about everything. <laughs> you can do problem twos and threes, I promise you. Like you are a resident doctor on the show, so you're you'll be back as long as you say okay. <laughs> Happy to be back. Happy to be back. Um and yeah, for your viewers and your listeners, you can find me on Instagram. Um, my name is Dr. Tia N P. So that's D-R-T-I-A in like nurse and P practitioner. Um, and also Her Garden Blooms, that's the name of my business. It's just like that, Her Garden Blooms. I love these garden references because our reproductive organs, the, the reproductive organs of flowers, of plants are flowers. And so I, I have a lot of um, agricultural or agrarian type of um, metaphors. And so Her Garden Blooms is that Instagram. And um, the business is here in Texas. It's called Her Garden Blooms. We're located in Houston, Houston, Texas. Awesome. And we'll, we will make sure we'll have all of your links. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, all of her links will be linked underneath the video. Um, so we'll make sure we post that there. And Dr. Tia, oh my God, girl, you are a wealth of knowledge, a gold mine to me. I'm just so thankful God has brought you into our lives now. And I just pray um, your knowledge is just shared across the world. It, it's such a blessing. Um, thank you for being so generous with your years of study and research because it didn't come to you free, but you're freely giving us um, this knowledge that you've spent time researching, reading, studying. Um, so I am just so grateful for you um, and just honor you for taking the time to share this with us. Whenever you want to come back, I'll be asking you, uh, <laughs> please come back and bless us, help us. Um, so yes, please just follow Dr. Tia on her Instagram, um, all of her platforms, read her blogs. She is a blessing. And so um, you'll be back. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. thank you for having me. And thank you for just having a platform for us to be able to talk. Thank you for doing this. This is so needed. So I appreciate you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. So I'm going to say, let me see. I'm so terrible at this. Well, we'll just say good night together. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> good night, everybody. Thank you for good watching. Good night, everyone. <laughs>